stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to discuss the new, yes, it's new, the new Nifty 50. Now, I've discussed the Nifty 50 before on the podcast, but it's been a while that I've dove in on what the Nifty 50 is. So what is it? Some of you might be new, you're newer investors, or you're new to the podcast, and you've never heard of this term, the Nifty 50. What it's not, because you might have heard of it, it's not the Indian index. There is an Indian stock market index that's called the Nifty 50 with the number. It was launched in April 1996, so they stole that good name. Uh, But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the old Nifty 50 in the United States. And what it was, was a name that was just given to about 50 large cap stocks. No one has an actual list of what they were, but there are, you know, kind of lists being thrown around out there. I would liken it to what we have with like the Fang stocks or the Fang Man, but there are more of them. So it was in the 1960s and 1970s that it got this name. And the 1960s was a booming stock market. That was a bull market and growth stocks were soaring. It was also the time when valuations ran up so much that Warren Buffett basically threw in the towel on his investing fund and returned money to all of his investors saying, like, I can't find anything that's cheap enough to invest in. So here's your money back. Uh, That changed quickly in the early 1970s when we did have a super bear market, a two-year bear sell-off, which at that time was the worst two-year bear since the Great Depression. And that brought down some valuations. And then we had 1970s bear market ups and downs, and nothing was really breaking out. We had high inflation and um, you know, a couple oil shocks. And then after all, went through all of that, we had Volcker raising interest rates to fight inflation. And then you finally had a turn back to the bull market in the 1980s. But these stocks were, uh, you know, big caps like the Fangman are today. They were in emerging innovative industries, similar to what we see today with a lot of the big caps as well. Everyone wanted to own them and they wanted to own them at any price because after all, they were innovating. So some of them on the list were similar to what a lot of investors are interested in today. They were tech companies at the top of their industries like IBM. That was basically believed to be on the list. Again, there is was no like concrete list like Fangman, but these big top, uh, big cap companies were mostly on there. Like IBM, Xerox, they had the copy machine. This was a new invention. It was uh, revolutionizing office work, among other things. So Xerox was on there. Polaroid, the film and camera company was on there. They also, all of them had growth, but they also did have the high PE. So the other thing that was common with the Nifty 50 is they weren't just expensive on a PE basis, like 20 times or 30 times. 
No, they mostly averaged over 50 on the PEs. So uh, very expensive. But again, that was dismissed because they all had growth. The economy was booming and you didn't care what you paid to get them because the growth was there. So you paid the 50 times and you had to be in these stocks. Now, a couple more names are also interesting that usually make the list. Uh, One of those is McDonald's. They IPO'd on April 21st, 1965. So right in the middle of the bull market, everybody was going to McDonald's by the 1970s, eating those happy meals. So people were eager to own that stock. Johnson & Johnson was also on the list. Uh, Revlon, the beauty company on the list. A lot of retailers like JCPenney, Sears, Walmart, which was actually kind of a small company back then. But again, the growth was there. They were on the list. So you were taught to buy these growth companies. Who cared what price was? And you bought and held them and you would ride your way to riches, basically. Uh, But as I mentioned, They did encounter the super bear market, the two-year bear market in the early 1970s, and most of these stocks crashed down during that time period. Some of them took a decade or more to return to highs. One of the ones that took the longest was actually Johnson & Johnson, ticker J&J. That took nearly 15 years to get back to its uh, kind of bull market high. But the thing with the Nifty 50 was... These companies were profitable. They had earnings. They did have the growth, but they weren't in the similar vein as the dot-coms that came later or the meme stocks that we just saw or like SPACs where there was you know no, no earnings yet or anything. These were companies that were a little more established. Again, they were already big caps and they were starting to lead their industries. So the only question really for investors with the original Nifty 50 was, how much do you pay for those earnings? Warren Buffett wasn't in any of these because he decided that price was way too expensive. 50 times earnings? No, I'm not going to pay that. I'm going to wait. And then, you know, he was buying at seven times earnings by like 1976. And he was a kid in the candy store. But for many, it was you owned it, whatever it took. It was a new era. That's what it was called. And the growth was there. So how familiar does all this sound? It sounds so familiar to me. And I feel like we are entering into this new nifty 50 era today and some of these same arguments are being made like i've heard just recently with the ai stock surging that you know quote the growth is there unquote or quote they have real earnings unquote or quote this company makes billions unquote and then there is the it's a new era or it's innovating These are all the same things that were being said in the 1960s about all these companies. And we have the investors diving in again, uh, many with the fear of missing out. The FOMO is at play. And so that's pushing people to get in. But there's also a FOMO with 
the professional money managers, right? Like if you want to outperform the S&P 500 or the triple Qs, you need to be in some of these stocks that these big cappers that are hitting new all-time highs that are up big for 2023. So there's a lot of diving in just to get that performance. So how much should you pay for growth? Uh, That's always the big question, right? Even for growth investors, uh, some growth investors, they don't care. They they will pay whatever price, but others still want to get their growth at an attractive valuation. And while some Nifty 50 stocks did get crushed in the 1970s, like I mentioned, it took Johnson & Johnson 15 years to get back to that high. Some of the others did rebound quicker, even in the 1970s before the bull market returned. Some of those would have been like McDonald's and Walmart. So what are today's new Nifty 50? Again, there's not really a list that's out there, but I feel like we all do kind of know. And these are the stocks where the street has said, who cares what I'm paying for the growth? And they're not necessarily all tech as they weren't back in the day either. Uh, Like I mentioned, there were a lot of retailers on there. There were restaurants, there were industrials, and there are somewhat the same here today. So there's really no screen you can run to say, please give me the new Nifty 50. Although maybe someone should come up with that. We should come up with the screen for the new Nifty 50. But leaving aside the Fang Man, who definitely would probably be in the new Nifty 50, but we've all heard their stories, right? So I don't need to go into those again. There are a few others that I just kind of picked out of the air because I have been tracking them and I know that the valuations are expensive on them, but the growth is there. And some of these, um, we all know them, but I would put these on a new Nifty 50 list. So there's three of these. So let's dive in and you'll know right away why I thought to include these. So the first one is Chipotle. Much like McDonald's before, it is the premier restaurant brand. CMG is the ticker. It's actually busting out to new all-time highs. Over the last five years, it's up 354%. Um, The S&P 500 is up just 53.8% during that time period. And the NASDAQ is up 73.5%. So a lot of outperformance there and now at these new highs, but it doesn't come cheap. PE is at 47, 47 times. Price to book is at 23. Price to sales is 6.4. It does have strong earnings growth in 2023 of 33.9% and sales are expected to be up 14%. That's all impressive, again, especially considering the inflationary environment and um, pressures there with costs and all of that. And then um, it is the Zach's number one rank. And I didn't I didn't screen for any of that. I didn't screen for the rank. And then I just noticed it was the number one rank as well. So a lot is going good with Chipotle, but I've been on the sidelines for many years just simply based on valuations. And now it's back to trading at 47 times. How much are you willing to pay for this great growth that it's expected to have this year? Um, It seems like investors are willing to pay it as it continues to bust out to new all-time highs. So that's Chipotle, one of the new Nifty 50 CMG is a ticker. 
Second one uh, I picked because I saw Revlon was on the list of the original. And this one is one of the beauty brands that's very hot right here in 2023. And it's Elf Beauty, ticker ELF. That's easy to remember, right? So this one is at all-time highs as well. Five years, it's up 453%, so even better performance than Chipotle. A lot of that has to do with what it's done here in 2023. It just seems to kind of be going up straight up to the moon, basically. Um, investors not caring what they pay for these earnings or sales. Earnings expected to be up just 7.2% in fiscal 2024, but it has given great guidance for its sales growth this year. And um, analysts are looking for it on the higher end of their guidance range of 25%. That's pretty strong sales guidance for a beauty brand. But the PE uh, trading about 59 times now, 59 times those earnings, price to book 13.6, price to sales 9.8, also a Zach's number one rank. This one, not quite as big of market cap as some of the others, but I wanted to include it anyways. Um, I would call it a mid cap, mid, yeah, I would call this a mid cap at 5.6 billion market cap right now. But Elf Beauty definitely on fire, um, definitely has the growth. And for right now, investors willing to pay any price to get these shares. So that's ticker ELF. And then I included one tech company outside of Fangman, Palo Alto Networks, P-A-N-W is the ticker, P as in Paul, A as in Andrew, N as in Nancy, W as in Wendy. And earnings for fiscal 2023 expected to be up hugely, 67.9%, with sales up 25.3%. So we know the growth is there with this one. PE is at 53, price to book is at 56, and price to sales is 10.7. Has a 69 billion market cap, by the way. Uh, Five-year return, 227%. Remember the NASDAQ up 73.5% in that same time period. It also is a Zach's number one rank. And um, I'm honestly being honest when I say that I did not screen for the number one ranks, but for some reason, these nifty 50 stocks, these first three were all number one rank stocks. So the analysts are raising estimates that goes to what the rank is supposed to find. And it did find three very hot stocks breaking out. Um, but these ones have growth and are expensive as well, but we didn't, we didn't screen for any of that other stuff. But I just knew that these ones did have momentum. So there's a bunch more I could include on this list. But I just stopped at these three because uh, they're just excellent examples of why they would be on the new Nifty 50. And right now, investors are willing to pay anything for these three stocks. But I wanted to talk about two more. And after I was looking at what was on the previous list, I thought it might be kind of interesting to see what's happening with a couple of those that were on the prior Nifty 50 list. So I did want to look at McDonald's, ticker MCD, because this one um, it, you know, still has some interesting numbers. After all these years, uh, decades later, like you know, over 50 years since its IPO, 
Earnings expected to be up 9.3% here in 2023 with sales up 7.7%. Obviously, now it's a massive global company. PE is not cheap on McDonald's of 26 times and a price to sales ratio of nine. So it's it's somewhat expensive once again and somewhat back in favor. Shares are up this year and over the last five years, it's up 71.6%. That is outperforming the S&P 500, which is up 53.8%. So McDonald's has had its ups and downs in that time period since it was on the original Nifty 50, but it was one of the stocks that recovered quicker in the 1970s and early 80s than some of the others on the list. And it was in its early stages of growth back then. And I know some parents of my friends who did buy some shares way back in the day um, because they were buying those Happy Meals all the time. And they thought, you know, if we if we can't beat them, let's join them. Let's buy these, this stock. And it has been a nice investment for them over the course of all those years, even with the ups and downs. So that's McDonald's, though. You have to be asking today in 2023, how much am I willing to pay for these earnings here this year? And so far, the street is willing to pay 26 times. That's pretty pricey. So ticker MCD on McDonald's. And um, the other one I chose is the retailer Walmart because I was surprised they were on the original list. They would have been extremely small at that time. Sears obviously would have been one of the big, the big kahunas on the list. Um, Walmart, the new kind of upstart at the time in the 1960s and 70s. So Walmart ticker WMT. What's that one looking like? So. Fiscal 2024 earnings expected to actually be down 1.4%, but we know the issues that the uh, retailers, these big, uh, you know, ones that have food and apparel and outdoor goods and all the things, the Walmart's targets of the world, it's a little bit of a struggle here with the economy slowing and inflation still biting. So earnings expected to be down 1.4%, but sales up 4.2. It's still a more mature company now, so you're not going to have the big double-digit sales growth anymore. What does the valuation look like? It's also pretty expensive. It's it's remained, uh, you know, pretty. Pretty expensive up there with a PE of 24. It's not always been this high, but it is higher now. Price to book is at 5.1. Price to sales is more attractive at just 0.7. That is a value price to sales ratio because it's under one. Um, but the PE, again, a bit stretched there. Uh, five years, these shares are up 76.2%. So just a slightly better than the McDonald's. And uh, S&P 500, again, up 53.8%. Now, in the 1980s and 90s, Walmart was one of the best performing stocks. And for those that stuck around after the collapse of the Nifty 50 or bought on the lows in the 1970s, after it did pull back and a lot of those stocks pulled back and managed to just kind of hold, buy and hold at that point, 
then uh, they did quite well for themselves because uh, I remember seeing an article that said uh, $10,000 invested in 1980 by 1990, I thought it was, was over a million dollars. And by like 2000, it was like $10 million or something. But remember that $10,000 in 1980 was a lot of money. Like that was someone's whole salary. So um, you have to look at the inflation adjusted before you get like all like, ah, but um, Walmart still was a great performing stock in the 80s and the 90s as it expanded across the United States and then somewhat globally. So, but where is it now? It is more mature company, kind of like McDonald's is as well. As I mentioned, you're not going to get the double digit sales growth very often, although you might have gotten it during something like the pandemic for some of these companies. But you do have the elevated PE on some of these. I would not include McDonald's or Walmart on the new Nifty 50 list, even though they both are expensive and large cap companies. But those on the new Nifty 50 list are the more innovative companies, the younger ones, the ones that are not quite as mature, that still have a bigger growth trajectory ahead of them. And so those are the ones I'm willing to pay up a little bit more for than some of the others that are a little more mature. But uh, these are some good examples, both McDonald's and Walmart, of what is going on out there with some of these big cap companies and that investors are willing to pay more even for some of these slower growing companies. And what does that say about the market conditions and where we are um, in this uh, you know, time period and this part of the cycle? We did have the pullback last year in stocks, and now we've had this rally here in 2023, but is it overextended? Are these new Nifty 50 type stocks going to eventually have the same outcome as the original Nifty 50 and have uh, even a bigger sell-off than what we saw last year and in 2021? Uh, nobody knows. But I do know that Warren Buffett is not exactly buying any of these stocks I just mentioned here um, because he is the one who's always concerned about the valuation side of things. So he's staying clear for now and has a lot of cash on hand. So uh, call that what you want, that he is kind of on the sidelines like he was at the end of the 1960s into the 1970s. He did have the last laugh in the middle of the 1970s. Um, so we'll see if he can do it again in this cycle. But it's interesting to think about how some things may repeat themselves to some extent. Nothing is ever the same as the prior cycles, but we do have quite a few number of mostly larger cap stocks that are trading at these PEs well over 40 or 50 times. And that uh, have growth, but that the street is willing to ignore any kind of valuation concerns on in 2023. They're still diving in. And so you got to keep that in mind as you're making your own investment decisions. 
How much should you pay for those earnings? That's always the question. So let me recap some of the stocks I talked about. So some of those in the original Nifty 50 are still trading out there. At least IBM is. It's IBM. Xerox is. I've talked about it on a prior podcast because it was a cheap stock. Its ticker is, I think, X now. And I think Polaroid is not. That's one of the ones that did not make it. Uh, McDonald's, I talked about them a couple times, ticker MCD. Johnson & Johnson, they're still around and uh, still humming along. J&J is the ticker there. Um, Walmart, of course, WMT is the ticker. Uh, And then we had the newer Nifty 50s. Uh, Chipotle, CMG is the ticker, Elf Beauty, ELF, Palo Alto Networks, PANW. And as always, I'm aiming to bring you as many interesting topics as I can on the uh, Zach's Market Edge. And so be sure to subscribe so you're getting us every week. You can get us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music and on SoundCloud and on most of the podcast platforms. You can also get us on YouTube. Check out our YouTube page. Just put in Zach's Podcasts in the search. Or you can go to Zach's.com and there's a podcast uh, button up at the top of the page. Click on that. You can get all of our podcasts. I really recommend the ETF podcast um, because uh, Nina gets some great guests on that show. And I know many of you like to buy and invest in ETFs. So that's a great one to listen to too. But be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.